0: Good morning, welcome to the show. Coming to you once again live from the Fitzstairs Club here at Cheltenham Racecourse on what is a a grey morning, a little overcast, no overnight rain, so far but we are forecast a little late morning into the early afternoon quite how much we're not sure and that has meant that john pullen the clerk of the course here at Cheltenham, his first year at the festival has had to water overnight selective watering to maintain the ground an average of five mils applied from the two mile start to the winning post and down the old course hill that's the detail done with let's just now luxuriate in what was an amazing day yesterday um Honeysuckle, yes, she defended her crown successfully in the champion hurdle. She's 15 from 15. Why wouldn't she simply be the headline act? Well, an hour previously, we'd seen one of the most startling, barnstorming, extraordinary, any adjective you like, performances ever uh, at the Cheltenham Festival. Highest rated time for performance by a novice of all time, 177p. Now, uh, punches down possibly, Honeysuckle will have to face a hill of a different kind. She's conquered the Cheltenham Hill. Could she counter Constitution Hill? Bring on the rematch, Jane Mangan.
1: Oh, you're so, that's such a pun, isn't it? The different hill, Constitution Hill, was awesome yesterday. He's so simple in his temperament, the way he can ride him, He's just tracking a red-hot pace. I was surprised John Bond took on Dysart Dynamo. It then meant Paul Townend had a nightmare on the horse in front before he eventually came down. But take nothing away from the winner. 22 lengths, six seconds faster than that of Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle. He lived up to the hype.
0: But of course, Honeysuckle is your darling. She's racing's darling. It's more than just sentiment. She finds a way of of getting the job done. But as far as the performance level itself was concerned, is it enough, do you think, to to better Constitution Hill, should they meet?
1: He might be the best she'll ever oppose but has she ever looked beaten in her races yet? No. So she defended her crown she brought the house down 15 from 15 she keeps on winning she's got this will like obviously she has the ability and she has everything in abundance that you want in a racehorse but she has that determination to get her head down. I think halfway through the race with Zana here pushing Rachel out to the wing on the outside things were not going according to plan A they had to go down the alphabet a little bit switch in and Rachel Blackmore had to change her tactics and you can do that on Honey suckle because she's so amenable because you can ride her uh, differently each day and off the bend she showed that electric turn of foot when appreciated looked like briefly going to get involved she left him for dead and that is what the champion hurdle is all about speed pace and then she just epiton to the line she held him all the way
0: and she beat another champion hurdle winner let's not forget who ran extremely well on a great day for nikki henderson but what these good worthy but ultimately, not brilliant race horses are not capable of doing. Is pushing her to a to a level that she might be capable of, and, and perhaps a a real top notcher might just push her even further.
1: Might get to her girths. We're yet to see a horse get to within half a length of her. So she has just been so consistent and we love knocking her everybody in the media loves knocking her when you don't really love knocking be? her you've never knocked no her. I'm captain of the honeysuckle ship but I know the ship is going to sink someday but t- 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 like she's rewriting the record books I want to appreciate her in real time I wasn't around for Don Run a lot of people were not around to see the greeting and reception she got when John Neal came back into the, into the reception yes uh, at back in the day but yesterday's reception was like nothing i've ever experienced before and i knew that would happen because it happened after the hatton's grace it happened after her third irish champion hurdle and yesterday the irish weren't disappointed
0: uh, we'll come to the British-Irish thing in a, in a few moments' time, but uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Golden Signet, Edward O'Grady's star novice of the, of the late 1970s, who did something similar at, at Cheltenham and then took on Elders and, with a sort of tragic consequences, really, in the, in the Scottish champion hurdle. But he had some of the great open championship hurdlers of, of his generation off the bridle then. Uh, do you relish the prospect of, of Constitution Hill having a crack at Honeysuckle this time round, or, or would you wait till next year?
1: Of course I do It's the modern day match We don't have matches anymore We don't This is something completely different And when Michael Buckley suggested it on your show That it could happen I realistically didn't think he'd lay a glove But after yesterday The times back it up The performance was facile You'd have to think Will the will the crowds come to Punchestown just for that? I think they will
0: well, rumours of the demise of um, British racing were swiftly dispelled after the first two races yesterday. Constitution Hill and Edward Stone, not only British-owned and trained, but also British-bred Edward Stone, a homebred by uh, his owners Ian Thurtle and Robert Avery. Robert's with me now. Uh, Robert, have you have you come down to earth yet? <laughs>
2: no, 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 we haven't. No, we're sitting having breakfast at the moment and uh, reading the racing post and... Uh you know, we, we think we're looking at someone else's horse, you know, it's just it's just beyond any of our, you know, of what we set out to do or anything like that. It's just uh, been just a great journey with with Kingy, you know. Um, yeah, no, we, we, we certainly haven't come down to earth.
0: I mean, obviously, everybody sets out to breed a to breed a champion. But what were your realistic expectations? What got you into the game? How did you guys get together?
2: Well, um, Ian and I have sort of known each other 40 odd years, live in the same village. He'd done a lot of jumping, you know, and we'd, and we'd hunted and, you know, he did a bit of point to pointing. You know, we trained. We had a few pointers at ours that we trained and I rode a little bit, you know, and up until about four or five years ago. We had a couple of mares that we ended up with uh, one he found in Ireland and then this Edgerton's mother we bought at Doncaster. And you know, we came to the end of our point-to-pointing life kind of thing. Neither of us were fit enough or, uh, and far too old, you know, to, 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 to exercise them at home. So we said, well, let's, let's breed one or two. You know, both had livestock, both had, you know, half-bred mares in the past. And so we said, well, let's see if we can, you know, we can't, we can't afford to buy what we like. Um, so let's see if we can, you know, breed something we like, you know. And so, uh, you know, we started breeding these two mares. And, you know, and this fellow turned up about third, third one out, you know.
0: It's it's an it's an incredible story, an incredible journey you've been on. When did you have an inkling that he was, you know, at least above average?
2: Um, yeah, obviously we liked the horse. He was, you know, he's obviously a lovely big sort. Um, we thought he was, you know, he was, we thought he was going to be far too heavy. He was, you know, we had him rather huge at home, you know, and got him broken in, always moved quite nicely, you know, always did that. And then... And really, when he, when he went to King, you know, King, he said, you know, we, we like the horse, we like the horse. And then the next thing we know, you know, he's entered in a, in a Newbury bumper. I thought, oh, crocky, he must like, a little, like this horse a little bit. And, you know, he said to me that day, whatever happens, you know, we think he's special, you know. And, and we'll need time. I said, well, you know, the one thing we've got is that, God willing, you know.
0: And he's given him all the time. You know, he unfortunately didn't complete on his first chase and he gave him the time, went back over hurdles. Did you yeah. always have that faith, even when things just weren't quite swinging your way?
2: Yeah, we, we did actually. Um, uh, we thought that, you know, if, if anyone knew, you know, we knew that, you know, Alan wanted it just as badly as we did. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, we'd never had National Hunt sort of runners before and only point-to-pointers for the last sort of 30-odd years. And, you know, we thought, yeah if, if we'd looked at this horse as if it was somebody else's you know we'd have thought actually you know you, we can see which way that's going you know this 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 is this great big individual you know a bit sort of bullish and all that you know by cave tar a kind of late maturing, you know three miler we thought you know and we said no no you know, let's 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 just you know take a time with him you know
0: and it's it's just reaped the most glorious dividend uh, i there were some great shots of you of you both celebrating yesterday but you i know you wanted to keep your powder dry beforehand because everybody wanted to to speak to you in the run up to the race
2: yeah 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 no you know i said to i said to uh Ian, i said look just we, 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 won't, we won't talk to anyone about this we don't need to hype this horse up anymore you know it, it was the hype that was getting to us you know um but more than anything else you know when you not been in a position like this before. You know, the hype was almost sort of getting on top of Ian and I and, 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 and Ian and Jeanette and Jane and myself. We said, no, let's just calm this down. We, we turned everything over to King, you know, who's, who's used to it, you know, all the time, you know. And uh, he said, no, no, let, let, let's see. Don't worry about that, you know. So, you know, let's see what happens at Cheltenham. Yeah. Uh,
0: and has it, has it spurred you on to, to get stuck in more? Are you going to breed more horses now?
2: Um, I, I think... Regardless of win or lose, we'd have probably just carry on what we're doing. You know, we've got, you know, we've 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 um, we've got uh, we've got the full sister with Alan, which is five, and she's ended in a bumper next week for the first time. We've got a two-year-old by Blue Brazil. The mayor's going to walk in the park this year. And then we've got that horse, Big Night Referendum, the filly with Alan. You know, God willing, everything goes all right in the next six weeks. She'll retire and and hopefully go to Nathaniel. So we won't, you know, we certainly won't go and be buying more mares or, you know, more bloodlines. We'll just keep, you know, ticking along with, you know, what we've got at home. And, you know, we tend to do them between us, you know, like Jeanette, you know, falls and down, you know, and then, you know, and, and, and all our children come and give us a hand sort of push them on lorries and move them about you know the things that you have to do with all these young horses that you know takes along you know and uh, we're lucky we've got enough ground and enough facilities um to be able to do that you know and and, and just keep these horses ticking over
0: Uh robert it's, it's great to talk to you i mean the only question remains what's what's next for edwardston
2: Dunno. you know, we were we were pretty high yesterday and, you know, had had a quick drink with Kingy and, and one thing or another and, you know, let's see how the horses enjoy this this week and then we'll probably have a chat next weekend, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, we, 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 we do really leave it to him and you know he always asks us, you know, what we think and um, uh, but uh, he'll know him. Him and Caroline, and you know they're with this. You know Caroline lives for this horse. Um, they'll know how he is, and whether we need to go again this year, or whether we we put him away for next
0: year. You know. Uh, Robert Avery there, one of the breeders and owners of, of Edward Stone. So it was 2-0 uh, uh, to, to Britain in, in the Who Cares Presbury Cup after, after two legs. Uh, it's, it's been an overblown narrative, sure, coming into the, the meeting. But there were important reasons for highlighting some of the shortcomings of the British horses last year. Um, Jane, uh, overall, though, it was kind of encouraging to at least see four winners for the home team on the first day.
1: It's probably an over-discussed topic, but we do love talking about it, Nick. Uh, I suppose after last year's whatever. But it was good to see. I think it was good for racing that different owners got into the Winners' Enclosure, owner breeders in particular. And you could ask the question after the whitewashing the Ultiman The results that you had yesterday, should there be more British horses running here over the next couple of days, i.e. the Turners, the national hunt chase yesterday. But take what I, I, I was a big Edward Stone fan all year. What he did in Henry VIII was not a fluke. What he did to turn time lucky twice is not a fluke. So I'm delighted that he did not get brought down at the third. And that he got to show his true class.
0: And another overblown narrative, and, and I'm not after timing because I said it beforehand as well, was this notion that Nicky Henderson's horses were so badly out of form that he couldn't, he couldn't have any The festival winners. I mean, you only had to study his own body language to know that he was more chilled than he's been for years coming into this meeting. So well had the preparation gone. His horses ran brilliantly yesterday, two winners and two seconds. Uh, Willie Mullins has got more festival winners than him, but I'd struggle to think of a more... Effective and efficient conditioner of a horse into a festival in Henderson.
1: You could argue his consistency is, is nigh on unparalleled because I suppose Willie brings over 60 or 70 a year. Nicky's more selective, and when they run, even Marie's Rock and the mares, you know, he runs one or two, and, and they count first two home in the, in the Supreme, but I was watching him yesterday, Nick, in the pre-parade ring. I wanted to see how John Bond was going to handle the preliminaries, and he was... Constitution Hill walking around like an absolute pro and John von last into the ring. Two completely different horses and the master in the middle surveying it all. I thought that was something to behold.
0: Yeah, brilliant performances from from all his runners yesterday and getting Marie's Rock back from what was a pretty troubled time of it last year was a, a, a masterful performance, no doubt. We've got a classic clash today uh, and a classic rematch. We talk about rivalries we rarely get sustained rivalries in national hunt racing such are the, the vagaries of the sport and so attritional is it but we, we've got one building between Shishkin and Ergumen, and what I like Jane is that the focus does seem to have sharpened on that the last few days after a lot of the talk of Shaq and and whether Paul Townend might ride him we're sort of sharpening the focus back to the rematch aren't we?
1: I listened to a Nicky Henderson interview where he said is Willie Mullins playing mind games with him suggesting that Shaq and Pursois was going to be a first string horse but yeah we're trying maybe we're trying to make this more interesting than a match race we're trying to say there's more depth to this than there was at Clarence House well there is there's certainly it's certainly a better race than when Pute- put the kettle on and Nube Negro were 1-2 last year but I'm fascinated to see how they ride an argument they said oh you have to change things up when you get beaten I think there's only one way to ride that horse particularly on the tight Cheltenham track that it is today get away on the front end and if you poach a few lengths over fences Nicky, Nicky, Nico de Bonville is not going to want to leave Paul Town and get a, get a lead. Pa- Patrick Mullins on Shacken again after their disappointment in the Tingle Creek. Hopefully, they can rede- redeem themselves. But would there be something disappointing about that if he was to mix it with the top two?
0: Don't you think an argument is going to be written the same way? Don't you think Paul Town is just going to allow him to use his big stride and just slide round this old course? See, I think the track will suit him fine. I don't oh, buy the narrative. Too.
1: I think he's too quick over his fences to ride him any other way. You're on the bend. You're down the hill. Go, go, go. Catch me if you can.
0: Yeah, there we are. So that's the, the rematch between Eneggerman and Shishkin. And just to give you context, last night, Politolog, who won the race two years ago, and last time out ran to a mark of 167, according to the Racing Post, is 66 to 1. I mean, there's some depth to what I think is, is possibly the, the race of the week. Well, I never normally need too much of an excuse to talk to Lucinda Russell, uh, but with hoy Senor today and the amazing victory of Corrick Rambler yesterday, uh, here she is. Lucinda, uh, congratulations. It must make driving into Cheltenham this morning a lot more enjoyable, doesn't it?
3: Oh, it absolutely does. It's, it's funny. We were just so riding the wave last night and just enjoying the whole thing of having a Cheltenham Festival winner. It's so important to it to us personally but also to the yard and to racing up north and then we're driving in today all happy and then you think oh no a hoist in your runs today and suddenly the tension and the expectation and the um anxiety suddenly comes back to you and the the perspiration starts (laughs)
0: let's enjoy yesterday again skew said to to um to lydia on on racing tv yesterday that no no correct Rambler's not quirky but would it be fair to say that he's got his own way of of doing things and it kind of makes it I don't know, more exciting or more terrifying, depending on which side of the fence you are, I guess.
3: Yeah, I think it's, you know, watching him again yesterday, he, he's just a very self-possessed horse. He just um, he just understands it. It's like he's been born before. He's just, um, I don't know if you noticed, but after the race, it's sort of like, yeah, so I've won. Uh, you know, there's no, um, he's not exhausted. He hasn't got his head down. And I think in a funny way, the way that Derek rode him yesterday and having him sort of off the pace, he's doing so little the back he's just playing with with you know with the whole game and that's just him he, he's 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 an amazing horse he's, he's very when he first came to us he was a very reticent horse he was all standing at the back of the box and and wasn't sure about things I And mean, he needed a lot of reassurance but it's almost as if he's got this inner inner strength how can i more, a horse like that but um he just really is he's just it's like he's been being born before and um just finds the whole racing thing quite easy and you know he's he's one going away which is just didn't seem likely halfway through the race.
0: (laughs) I mean I think you've you've expressed that absolutely beautifully it helps to give us a much greater understanding of of what what he is really and and I suppose it it prompts the question what's what's the bottom to him where is the bottom to him I mean how how high could he fly do you think?
3: I don't know all, all i know is that it's it's very hard you know he's he is a handicapper and he's he's been going gently up in the handicap but i don't know i don't know how, how high he could go i mean he's he's definitely a stair i'd hate to put him out of his out of his class and out of his depth he's he's a horse that needs a, a long distance because he can take his time and and doodle away at the back or whatever he's doing but um i don't know i mean i suppose you know, entries. the Grand National's got to be on our, our radar for next season. Um, I sort of muttered about the Scottish National this year. We, we've entered a minute, but it will come too soon. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just amazing how high could he go. Not too sure. You might have to ask correct that one. Uh,
0: yeah, good point. Uh, yes, for those, yes, for those who've forgotten or didn't know, the Scottish National weirdly comes before the Grand National this year because of the, the odd uh, situation of the Easter weekend. Uh, as far as today's concerned... It's a higher-pressure gig, isn't it, with, with Ahoy Senor?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Carrick is great because every time we're sort of, oh, wow, that's amazing, Carrick, well done. Whereas Ahoy Senor, poor horse, he's had a lot of expectation on, on his shoulders since since he won Aintree Over Hurdles. And um, I mean, I still think he's, he's another horse. He's, he's very... It doesn't matter how anxious I get and how wound up I get. You know, he's standing in the stable. Jamie led him around the yard yesterday and said to me, "It's just like it, he's just made for this place. He just gets it, and uh, he's relaxed. He's 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 a horse that's got a lot of strength. He's very powerful. Loves his jumping. When he gets it right, he's perfect. Um, I think he'll be suited by the track. He hasn't run around here before, but um, yeah. I mean, bring it on. I think we've you know we've we've got to let him compete at this high level because that's that's what he's earned."
0: Ah, Lucinda Russell there, and as I said, it doesn't take much persuasion to talk to Lucinda. I thought she was absolutely fascinating, um, as she put it, anthropomorphising... Torek Rambler, yesterday's, yesterday's winner, and really explaining him and explaining how he won. It is a higher-pressure job with Ahoy Senor today against old rival Brave Man's Game. Brave Man's Game, renewing rivalry with Gaia de Menil from last year. Long Presse for Venetia Williams, his form working out a treat, and all sorts of other interesting horses yeah. in the, I think, the most interesting novice chase of the week, Jane.
1: It's, it's got more depth than the Turners and the Arkle. I thought look the favourite was legitimately there I'd find it hard to have a standout horse here don't forget Capadano the horse that was second to Bob Ollinger last time Farouk Delen Fury Road a grade one winner there is depth to this race and it's going to be all about stamina because there's a number of horses in here that will push the pace if not make it um, and all the talk we've had about Brave Man's game all the talk about targets for L'Homme Presse Ahoy oh, Senor was always going to come here and I think I was in Kelso when he schooled after racing. Everything has gone A1, and the team are confident.
0: Seen it before in this race. Even though it's sort of a, a three-mile novice race, you think, oh, go quietly, quietly, hunt round, pick them up. Seen one or two horses who are real strong gallopers just rip the guts out of this race in the middle of it. Mike bike being the obvious one, and then, of course, he, he did the funky stuff at the end, and Den, Denman being the other. And I wondered whether a hoist in will fit that mould, really, whether in order for him to win, he'd have to really kind of turn the screw in the mid part of the race, and use that power.
1: Do do what he did over hurdles at Aintree, yeah. yeah, when he destroyed Brave Man's Game. Essentially, I, I I think he's capable of that. He's jumping as good without being immaculate. I think Brave Man's Game is probably the more natural chaser, but this guy, he's got a zeal to him that I think when tough when toughness counts. Derek Fox will get stuck in. I think he, that's what will count. But don't forget, look, there's, there's battle-hardened types in here. We haven't even mentioned 300 through 5. There's a lot of horses with experience in here. They're not just winning their beginners. They're not just winning their novice. They're actually, they've got form. You, I'm looking at your face and you're thinking, oh, oh my God.
0: You, no, you just said something that sort of made me wince and smile at the same time. The thing about Paul Nichols, who trains 3 under 3-5 three and Brave Man's game, he's just incapable of concealing what he's feeling. And that's kind of why I, I, I really enjoy him. Uh, he clearly wanted to run 3 under 3-5 three in that execrable excuse for a National Hunt chase yesterday. And frankly, he certainly would have finished second at worst and might even have won it. Uh, Max McNeil, the owner, is insistent that he runs here because he wants his rider Adrian Heskin to be able to ride him and he wants to have a crack at this race. Good on him. Um for the loyalty, etc If three hundred three five did happen to beat Brave Man's game in this race, I am sure Paul would obviously enjoy it, but um it'd be mixed emotions.
1: Would he be able to conceal his feelings there? No. I, I don't think it's possible for him to obviously he we, might revise them a bit. <laughs> we might have to start playing poker upon Nichols if he's giving the game away that much. But yeah, yesterday's National Hunt Chase was not a vintage renewal. You could argue that only one horse ran to his mark. V- vanillier ran completely below par and the british horses didn't matter but mm, i don't know i find it difficult to see 300 through five troubling the top ones but i'm open to surprises
0: well time to check in now with our resident artist for the week here on the podcast liz armstrong list you have a good day yesterday
1: oh excellent nick it was
4: fabulous to see everyone so excited we were all tingling with anticipation and the racing didn't let us down
0: and I notice now, in pride of place in your gallery, you've got a, <laughs> you've got a, a painting of Constitution Hill that you, you, you very cleverly created just before the, just before the festival, and it, it's all come 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 together nicely for you.
4: Yes, because um, I'm a great fan of Nicky Henderson and uh, that is a lovely horse and he ran an amazing race.
0: (laughs) Yeah, best performance by a novice, they say, of all time, according to the Timeform organisation. You'll get plenty of interest in that, I'm sure, today. And I noticed you set this against an unusual background. Tell me about what you've done here.
4: Well, um, representing myself and working um, in the racing industry, I do like the odd bet. (laughs) And so when I lose, I keep my losing betting slips and I um create art around that subject and i think it's very appropriate these are betting slips from cheltenham um because obviously i wanted him to run here and win
0: and he did. <laughs> so lots of losing Chell and Slips <laughs> and a horse that will inflict defeat on anyone, it seems, Constitution Hill. Same comments could be said about his stable companion, Shishkin. It's his big day today against uh, En the rematch from the Clarence House. And you've, yes. you've used the Clarence House race card as your background there.
4: I certainly have because I was lucky enough to go there and it was fantastic. It was so exciting. We were jumping up and down and uh, let's hope we can get the same result today.
0: But the Liz Armstrong picture of the day today has to be this beautiful um, oil on canvas called Finishing Touches. Now, you tell me about uh, how you were using coffee in the picture yesterday. Um, Talk to me a little bit about this and what you're trying to create.
4: Right, what I'm trying to create um, because I'm a contemporary artist and um, they're beautiful thoroughbred horses. They have speed. And I'm trying to create the feeling, the anticipation. That's why it's called the Finishing Touches because believe it or not, the art of being a jockey is almost like the art of being a painter. It's You've got to know your trade, you've got to know your skills and this painting represents a jockey with his whip raised high in the sky and he just wants to have that finishing touch so he can beat the other horse.
0: And in terms of the, the materials you've used, is this fairly traditional oil on canvas? No coffee or tea or anything in this? A
4: little bit of tea could be, but I do make my own pigments up. That's why when you look closely at this piece of art, it's got a lot of texture. I make my own oil paints up, so they're very pure, so the colours are very vibrant.
0: Yeah, there's almost a kind of iridescence about it, isn't there?
4: Yeah, because when you use your own colours, when you use p- paint out of a tube, it's, it's mixed with fillers. But when you mix your own... Um, I'm like an alchemist. I've got rows and rows of powders, of paints. Uh, The colour's much better and it lasts. And Yeah, it's a better process, in my opinion.
0: Liz, thanks so much for chatting to me. We're going to put this on on the Twitter feed a little bit later on. It's called Finishing Touches. You can find Liz Armstrong, our resident artist this week, just on the uh, inside of the... Stand 52, is it?
4: Stand 52 Yeah, so in if, the
0: shopping village. Liz Armstrong there, our resident artist this week, and Liz will donate a portion of the proceeds from our picture of the day to Cheltenham's Ukraine appeal. Now, we are going to take a brief pause from all the fun of the festival and head east to Hong Kong and J.A. McGrath.
5: Nick, global reaction to the first day of Cheltenham was unanimous. Universal delight and envy. The roars and cheers of the 68,000 crowd could almost be heard in Hong Kong. Well, that's a slight exaggeration, I admit. Alas, there is nothing like that in Hong Kong these days. By the way, it's Derby Week in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong Derby remains the biggest and most prestigious race in the local calendar, and it'll be run at Sha Tin on Sunday. But because of COVID restrictions, there'll be no crowd, just the participants and officials necessary to run the meeting. We might have a few words about the race itself later in the week, if circumstances permit. In the meantime, let's look at the Wednesday meeting at Happy Valley Today. Nine races, and although it's a tricky enough card, there are a couple of good things to follow. One to be ridden by Joe Moreira, and the other by his arch-rival, Zach Purton. The Magic Man, first of all, in race seven, rides number four, Eason. Eason is a very promising three-year-old by a written tycoon. So far in Hong Kong, he's one from four. He's never been out of the first two. And his last start second behind Meridian Genius over course and distance was pretty good. He was beaten over only three-quarters of a length and he's definitely going the right way. So number four, Eason, to win and take him in a tote swinger with number five, Killer Instinct, who's won for Casper Found and definitely on the climb so race seven number four Eason and number five Killer Instinct one race later in uh, race eight we have Armour Eagle who's trained by Me Choi and ridden by Zach Purton now Armour Eagle is now rapidly going up the grades he's gone up 10 pound in the handicap which is a pretty stiff climb however I think he's up to it so number two Armour Eagle to beat number nine, Scotch Tycoon, who goes up a grade but also is well up to the task. So race eight, number two, Armour Eagle, to beat nine, Scotch Tycoon. So that's Happy Valley. Uh, I'll have more on the Hong Kong beat for you later on. In the meantime, enjoy Cheltenham. Jim, thanks
0: so much. Great to hear from you again. Looking forward to catching up with you later in the week. Jane is still with me. Jane, we ought to tidy up the rest of the day, really, today. And actually, the rain is now starting to fall. And with that in mind, is it a formality for Sir Gerhard in the first?
1: No, um, I think yesterday's results have to be taken into account. I think journey with me, Henry de Bromhead will be so relieved that the mayor did the business, but he's a good horse. He ticks a lot of the Bob Ollinger boxes. I'm not a big fan of the shallow hurdle winners coming in here, but I do respect Stage Star, and I think Three Stripe Life is the each way bet of the race. Thank God there's more I than eight runners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think Sir Gerhardt needs to improve his jumping from Leopardstown, but he is arguably the class act. And you wonder yesterday did, was Willie Mullins ruining? Not running Sir Gerhard in the Supreme? Probably not. No,
0: I wouldn't have. No, nothing would have touched Constitutional.
1: That's the point. He's probably happy that he's in here today.
0: Yeah. Um, And elsewhere on the card, is there anything that you're really, really keen on?
1: Well, obviously, Tiger Roll is the horse that we're all going to be talking about in the Glen Farkless, but I'm interested to see how the French import Prenn can go because Mark uh, Walsh yeah. has opted to ride him over Midnight Maestro, who's my fancy for the race, having beaten Shady Operator at Punchestown I, I last I like
0: night. Shady Operator on better ground.
1: Yeah, I think with Derek O'Connor aboard, there's, there's a lot to like. It's not going to be a formality for Davy Russell, and it looks like the swan song. Of Tiger Roll, and then of course the the Grand Annual is a forever amazed. But I think I'd love to see Colin Tizzard in his last year. I think Elixir de Nuts has a good a good chance in that.
0: And Colin's horses all ran really well yesterday. I'm just one little gripe. I mean, it was a brilliant day yesterday, and the crowd figure was astonishing. You can you can see why they want more of it because they they're getting sixty four, sixty five on the opening day, and they're rolling up towards seventy back end of the week. They just simply can't can't pack this place out enough uh, there have been more than a few gripes about the price of some of the food and drink for, for punters Jane I guess the argument is well if you can charge it you will charge it but there, there becomes a tipping point doesn't there
1: yeah you don't want to alienate your audience even the ticket prices for Gold Cup Day I know it's sold out but it is pretty extortionate um, I, I, you're completely almost abusing the situation because you know people are going to come. People aren't going to be here all day starving. They're obviously going to want to drink, but don't abuse the situation.
0: Those who love the bumper will think, well, well, you haven't mentioned the bumper. And, of course, this is where Jane Mangan's tip for today comes in, the tip of the day.
1: Well, we had a couple of each-way selections yesterday. I think uh, Gabby Naco was a nice each-way price. And I hope James's gate is as well for Willie Mullins and... Um, Sean and Bernadine Mulrine, who are of course op- sponsoring the opening race today. He was very good at punchstown on debut. Willie Mullins often wins this with the outsider. Don't forget that. Be a huge moment for Sean O'Keefe.
0: Well I hope he wins it with another outsider. Madman's game.
1: Why would that be, Nick?
0: Well, co-bred by Mrs. Luck. I'm hoping this is a good week for homebred homebred British breads by by Blue Brazil. And I, but I suspect he might need some not a deluge, I suspect he might need some sort of biblical biblical torrent of rain to to have a chance
1: I have the privilege of standing alongside you for that race on television Mm. I might uh, whip out a camera of my own
0: (laughs) Um, Jane thank you very much thank you very much for listening back to do it all over again tomorrow day three but that uh, was Cheltenham live from the Fitzdesk Club on the 16th of March bye bye (laughs)